Welcome, everyone. Uh, this is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource, and joining me is Ed Cabanis, and he's the CFO of Bright Mountain Media. Good morning, Ed. Hi, good morning, Jeff. Pleasure to be with you again. So we had you guys on, uh, like you said before, and but for those who aren't uh, familiar, can we just get uh, you know a quick overview, and then we'll go into some update from there. Sure. Sure, I'd be happy to. So, you know, Bright Mountain Media is a uh, end-to-end digital media and advertising services uh, company that really has a, a strategic focus uh, centered around assembling scale and what we're kind of calling highly desirable uh, web properties, um, specifically kind of the, the what we call term walled gardens. Um, where, uh, for example, a particular vertical, um, which we are focused in and, and continues to, uh, to grow for us and we want to expand and it is in the, uh, the women's demographic. And we are um, uh, positioned to continue growth and that was kind of coupled with some of our recent acquisitions over the last 12 to uh, 16 months. Uh, but most recently, our Wild Sky um, acquisition that brought to us the digital publisher um, that has a lot of probably names that many of your viewers may know, Cafe Mom, Little Things, Mamas Latinas, uh, Mom.com, um, etc. And we have approximately 30 million monthly unique uh, viewers um, for those series of, of, of websites that are very attractive to uh, brands and agencies that have the, the ad spend dollars that, that we're uh, going after. And so we are, I think, uh, in a position where we're consolidating. We're always trying to look for efficiencies and uh, you know, looking opportunistically for uh, growth through acquisitions. And, um, and that's a little bit of a, a summary about us. Okay, well, thank you for that. In, in terms of verticals, are you going to stay within a certain uh, within certain verticals, or, or or what? Well, I think you know we're focusing initially on, on our largest one right now is the the the, the women's kind of demographic, uh, but we are definitely open to and continue to grow. Probably a young men's demographic that could be centered around uh, you know popular items um, such as you know sports or culture. Um, it could be also with some podcasts in there, and then other verticals that could be interesting to us uh, are in the in the health area, and then also in finance, investing in finance, which is very popular and, and actually uh, command um, high CPMs. Okay, and, and so doesn't the um, the bulk of the advertising go to Google and Facebook, or, or how do you get your share? Uh, it does, um, but just to kind of frame it a little bit and give you a backdrop or a reference, I mean, um, and, and this isn't, you know, a number that I've made up. I mean, this is a, it's a vetted, it's third party. But in 2021, kind of the, the, the digital ad uh, dollars kind of worldwide is a massive market, um, about $389 billion uh, worldwide. And... Yes, like you mentioned, probably three quarters of that kind of global ad spend is controlled by, 
you know, um, several of the large players, the kind of the Googles, Facebooks, Instagrams, uh, YouTube, Amazon, um, Twitter, etc. And there's a few others. So um, leaving about 25% of that, of that uh, total, which is, I would say, uh, about 95, 97 billion that is really open. And um, and it's kind of our uh, how we view the the potential of our kind of total addressable market that we can play in. Okay, so so what's your your um, competitive edge to to grab that portion? Well, I think it's like uh, I mentioned, and starting out with um, having um, the the focus of the of the women's vertical and uh, having those approximately thirty million monthly uniques. Um, and as we grow that and on, on a monthly basis, again, it's all based off of having, uh, I think, very current, very uh, good content that we put on all of our websites that uh, attracts, I think, uh, brands and agencies that are looking for, you know, investment to target into these demographics. And yeah. with our with our properties that we have where we have kind of a combination of items specifically, you know, data set tools, analytics, um, the eyeballs, which are so critical to the brands and the agencies that make it compelling uh, for us. And as we continue to grow and focus on, you know, the digital publisher space, um, we are going to um, attract, um, is our belief, more and more um, uh, demand from brands and agencies. Okay, and then what's bringing the traffic to um, to your site? Is that your own advertising, or, or how do you get the traffic there? The the, the majority of the of the uh, traffic is is kind of organic. It's uh, with a combination of our our, our writers um, that are uh, in tune with what's happening in society, um, and putting together very very compelling stories that uh, attract. Um, our our readers and so the vast majority of it I'd say it's kind of organic and along with kind of SEO right search engine optimization that that uh, you know places us higher uh, on those you know uh, search uh, boxes gotcha. and then to a much smaller extent um, we'll also buy traffic and are you starting the, these sites uh, or some of them or, or are they um, mostly through acquisition well, the the ones that that I mentioned with uh, that came with the acquisition of Wild Sky, which is all on that women's demographic, the you know Cafe Mom and little things, and that was through acquisition. But then we also have, to a smaller extent, um, uh, men's sites, um, kind of geared towards first responders, uh, law enforcement, and those were actually kind of created internally by us and by our team. Okay, so growth strategy going forward is it? mainly acquisition or, or what? I think it's, it's a two-pronged approach, how we're viewing it, where it is um, going to be uh, one avenue is definitely going to be with um, acquisitions. And then the second one is really through organic uh, growth um, and, and take everything that we have and we've built and we try to you know grow it and make it better. So it's going to be a two-pronged approach. Okay. And and in terms of acquisition strategy, is there certain criteria? 
Well, I think, you know, we, we, we really are, I think, focusing on the, the digital publisher uh, end, probably maybe more little uh, highly rated or, or more prioritization to digital publishers in the kind of the women's uh, demographic, uh, but also looking, you know, opportunistically uh, for other uh, verticals of digital publishers in that space that could be in either health or or the young male uh, demographic, and um, and and I think you know that's um, ideally where we're 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 looking at. Okay, and do you have a number of these companies on your radar now? We do, we do. Uh, we have uh, several companies that we are um, uh, looking at and prospecting. Okay. And so, so how do you guys make money? What's what's the revenue model look like? So it's a, it's a combination. And if I could just add on a little bit to that last point on the on the acquisition front, with the digital publishers sure. is probably the the key the key area, high priority area. But it's also we are also looking at at other parts of the supply chain that that can um, you know harness or maybe improve upon our. Uh, technology, i.e., with with uh, you know analytics, because in today's day and age, a lot of the analytics are just so key to brands and agencies to kind of help them solidify where they want to put their ad dollars to spend. And to the extent that we can and and present ourselves, which is part of the strategy, is kind of almost um, you know a, a one-stop shop for the brands and the agencies. To give them, bring them the eyeballs, the traffic that we have in, in selected verticals, but along with that, the the you know the appropriate kind of measurement and analytics, which are so key, um, so that we, you know it's clear and it's targeted advertising to where the brands and the agencies want to go. And so there are other players along that kind of supply chain that are other. Um, companies that we are also kind of looking at where we can kind of complement what we have and uh, all with the with the uh, goal of really presenting a one-stop shop to the brands and agencies. Okay. You're that now, though. You have a dashboard. You're just looking to make it more robust. Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. And and then make sure it has all the kind of the, the bells and whistles that we need. Um, and we can always make them better and 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 uh, and stronger you know having items like data integration optimization verification fraud prevention etc yield management and so we can always do better and that's what we're always tr- striving to do okay and so, so back to the revenue model yeah, how yeah. you guys get paid so it, it's kind of i think we we have i would say kind of maybe two sources of um Two main sources of our revenue, and so obviously one is um, from the digital publishing side, where we'll have you know contracts agreements with the uh, the brands um, to put together kind of a, a direct campaign, and so we have the ability to kind of put together the ad, and we've got the studio and the creative uh, teams that can provide solutions to the brands. Um, and then uh, distribute that along, you know, our websites or other third-party websites. And so there's kind of like a direct um, revenue stream there. And so based on our, um, you know, our, you know, our penetration rates and our sales teams, and you know, making sure we get in touch with as many, you know, direct brands as possible. 
And then the second, I would say, the second uh, main kind of revenue stream is, um, you know, in, in part of our properties, we have uh, ad network technologies where we'll be as part of that supply chain that I mentioned earlier, we'll uh, arbitrage between the buy and the sell side and make a spread, make a margin on delivering uh, ad impressions on either our own uh, and operated websites or even third-party websites. Okay. And then in, in terms of gross margins on both those categories? So the, the, the gross margins um, on the digital publishing side are significantly higher than probably on, on a normal ad network um, basis. And so the, just to give you a frame of reference, probably on the digital publishing side, the gross margins are probably in the 70 to 80 percent um, range, whereas in the kind of ad networks, it's probably in the 20 to 30 percent range. And so as, as we focus and continue to grow and, uh, and add more properties on the digital publishing side, we're going to be kind of gearing towards kind of that, uh, the higher end of the gross margins. Okay. And what, what's your breakdown um, between the two categories now, and, and, and where do you think it'll go? Uh, I think um, order of magnitude, it's uh, probably 80% in the digital publishing and maybe 20% in the ad network. And uh, we want to try to focus um, higher in the digital publishing side. So uh, ideally, you know, with the introduction of, of you know, new acquisitions to our, uh, um, to our organization, we'll probably be in that, in that higher range um, in the near future. Okay. And then what's your company's core competency that really helps you to grow? I think, um, it, you know, I think it starts with our employees and their passion um, in, in, um, in all of our properties. I mean, the, the, you know, we have approximately about 100 employees right now. And, you know, and as I get to know them and uh, deal with them more often, um, you know, what comes across to me is their passion. And uh, either if it's on the creative side and putting together, you know, um, advertising campaigns, or if it's on the, um, uh, I would say the um, the ad network, the technology um, teams that we have, they're all, you know, got their their bright mountain kind of shirts on, and they want to do good for for the organization, and they're passionate about it every day, and uh, that's a great great kind of environment to um, to be part of, and I'm very pleased about that. Very good. And then um, COVID, how has that uh, affected the business? It's, uh, you know, when, when COVID, and actually um, I think we're kind of uh, close to, if not the, the one-year anniversary, um, when I remembered, I think it was uh, last year, March 16th, I think, if it was a Monday where we'd... Uh, or generally a lot of businesses got the kind of the kind of work from home um, mantra in. And so we're, we're close to, if we're not at that one year, but we're right around there. Um, it, it affected the um, ad spend business um, pretty significantly, like all other industries. Um, I would say, you know, the second quarter, kind of the, uh, end of the first quarter, second quarter of uh, 2020 is where I, I think we saw a big decrease in the, the ad spend dollars. And um, 
reflected by kind of lower CPMs across the board. And, and a lot of companies admittedly cut back on their uh, advertising. Um, a lot of us kind of going through this kind of global pandemic first time in our lifetimes. And it kind of uh, made everything go upside down. Um, but we, we did see, uh, thankfully, kind of um, um, a return, uh, a slow return. I think in the third quarter and the fourth quarter was a, a very good quarter for us. Uh, and typically, the fourth quarter is um, seasonally in the ad um, spend business is the is the largest quarter um, because of all the campaigns relative to kind of the, you know the holidays, year end holidays, and uh, and New Year's. And so, it's uh, it's I, I still think there we're not fully out of it, um, but there's been a lot of progress done, obviously on the um, uh, from the vaccine perspective, and you know as I think. The the rollout of those vaccines um, gets, uh, I think, accelerated. Um, you know, I think we'll probably come back to, I don't know if it'll be the, the normal that we had a year ago, over a year ago, but I think it'll come back to, in many ways, uh, as close to that as possible. And so and it's You still, still managed to grow through it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, thankfully, I mean, I think as a result of the hard work of, of all of our employees and the creative teams, the technology teams, everyone uh, involved, uh, we were able to grow through it. And um, it, it wasn't easy, but, um, but you know, we, we, we got through it and are getting through it and, and growing, which is, you know, a great place to be. So other than a better economic climate hopefully coming, where's the biggest opportunity that you see, or what are you most excited about? I think, um, you know, the, the 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 thing that gets me really excited is about um, clearly in in 2021, and I, I have this view, and it's not my own. I think a lot of people share it that uh, the the back half of this year is expected to be, you know, very very solid, um, either between combinations of you know the, the vaccine rollouts, um, the the stimulus that the government is uh, putting into the system, um, people getting back out and uh, traveling and spending and spending time with loved ones and friends, and um, you know we really believe that the the ad spend dollars are um, are continuing to grow, and, and I think we may have a. Uh, a peculiar phenomena this year when you look at the 12 months where I think the the, the expectation at least is that um, the second half is really going to be just a, uh, very, very good. Um, and so we're, we're excited about that. And, and, you know, I think part of the, the opportunities that, you know, that and it's hard to say that word in the same kind of sentence with the pandemic, but, um, there are some opportunities, I think, that, that have arose out of that where um, there are some um, acquisition targets, uh, digital publishers that, you know, maybe were out of reach in terms of price expectations that uh, have maybe come down a little bit along with, mm -hmm. you know, significant capital markets activity that you will know. So what are the, the key drivers? Is it that ad spend or or acquisitions you can find, or what would you say? I think, it, I, I think it's, a, it's a combination of things. I think, you know, the expectation and the belief is that the ad spend dollars are only growing and continuing to grow, even in the next kind of three to five years. Um, but I think 
it's for us. I think it's it's the combination of adding to the to the verticals, um, trying to condense that supply chain and really focus on the high value um, businesses, and really trying to um, you know, as we increase the, the 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 eyeballs that we have in our walled gardens, that we do a better job of you know reaching more brands and more agencies that have the spend, and so. Uh, that we could kind of capture more uh, market share because we are in a big market for us. And um, and I think it looks very, very promising. So, And, and the flip side of that, the gating factor? Um, I think, you know, uh, potentially the, the if, if for whatever reason, the, you know, new, new versions of, of a, of the pandemic of the, the you know, COVID-19 come out that are not as effective with the vaccines that they have, that, that may um, be kind of a bit of a gating factor, um, but we don't really anticipate that. Um, part of that is obviously some wishful thinking and, and trying to be an, an eternal optimist like I am, that things are only going to get better from here. Uh, but I think that would probably be potentially a, a, a gating aspect that that could maybe not not uh, not decrease the ad spend, but probably just maybe delay it or slow that increase. Okay, sounds like you've got some pretty good financial leverage to to ad spend. We believe so. Yeah. Okay. And so, as we look at the company. Uh, you know, over the next 12 months, what are some of the events or catalysts that we should watch for? I think, um, you know, well-positioned kind of strategic M&A um, that uh, as, as, as we, you know, execute on that part of the strategy, I think that, that may be one thing to kind of look out. Um, focus on, you know, internal organic growth. Uh, and efficiencies from a financial perspective to always try to, you know, leverage to the extent possible um, our operating leverage and and improve our margins kind of on a same-store basis. Um, and really just, you know, focusing on, on optimizing that digital media supply chain and, and making sure that we have a, a compelling kind of uh, portfolio to share with uh, brands and agencies, you know, to make them kind of decide, hey, we want to go with Bright Mountain. Okay. Is there something I failed to ask or an area that you'd like to to mention? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think we covered a lot of, uh, a lot of aspects about the, you know, the market, our business, our strategy, and um, I, I think, I think we've got I think we've covered it. Okay. And then uh, before we go, just the the main reason why you think that this is an interesting uh, space. I I think it's a it, it's it's so dynamic. I mean, but again, it, you know, everyone has their own points of view, but for for me, it's uh you know, everything about the creative aspect and and and, and what we do from the the direct side of the business of putting together um, uh, you know, advertising campaigns and spots for our brands and customers um, is just so so exciting and um, and you know, it's a combination of you know the technology and every year, you know, new technology comes out 
and you know the things that we can do and, and, and show uh, to produce a real top quality product um, really kind of motivate me and excite me and I'm very excited to be in, in, in this space. Very good. Well, Ed, thank you so much for sharing the Wright Mountain story. Great. I appreciate it. Thank you very much.